Are you looking for ways to attract and retain private pay clients? Thryzer is a payment platform for therapists built to help clients automatically tap into their out-of-network benefits and save on therapy up front. Check out our special link, join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist, and use the code modern therapists to activate $2,500 in free payments with Thryzer. Therapy notes, the number one trusted EHR among mental health professionals just keeps getting better and better. With legendary customer support 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they're giving you all the tools you need to succeed, whether you're a solo clinician or a group practice. Try them free for two months using promo code MODERN today. You're listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide, where therapists live, breathe, and practice as human beings. To support you as a whole person and a therapist, here are your hosts, Kurt Widhelm and Katie Vernoy. Welcome back, Modern Therapists. This is the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. I'm Kurt Widhelm with Katie Vernoy. And as always, thank you for being a listener. And if you wouldn't mind doing us a favor, wherever you're listening to us, please leave us a rating and a review. It definitely helps us out. And we are back into the world of making your websites pretty and good for the clients <laughs> that you want. And we are joined by Cat Love. They are from Empathy Sites, a wonderful website, consultant, builder, marketing extraordinaire, magician for your practice. So thank you very <laughs> much for joining us, Cat, and sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Kurt, I met them at the Group Practice Owner Summit uh, that Maureen put on. And I don't know, I just felt a connection and I really, really appreciated the wisdom that you shared there and just your, I guess, the way that you operate in the world and the way that you think about marketing. And so I'm just, I'm just really excited to have you here. And if you can share who you are and what you're putting out into the world with our audience. Yeah, I'd love to. It was great meeting you in real life, like after seeing you online for so long. I know. I felt like I had known you forever. <laughs> I was like, I walked up and I'm like, I feel like I know you. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yes, I will remember that forever. So yes, as, as uh, introduced, I'm Kat Love. I'm a marketing consultant for therapists. And the way that I like to describe how I help is through a few examples. So we all know that therapist who is starting a practice for the first time. And it's not only the first time they're starting a practice, it's the first time they're starting a business and they're completely lost on knowing where to start. We also know the therapist who maybe they've been in practice for a while and they are going from insurance to private pay or something has shifted where they need to do marketing online for the first time. Or maybe you know a therapist who is actually full, like they actually have like all the clients they could ever want. And they're like, okay, what's next? And they're looking into getting into online marketing so that they can move into like multiple income streams. These are all examples of the types of therapists that I help with marketing consultancy and help them get more clients, more customers, and more referrals. So one of the questions that we ask all of our guests is, what do you think that therapists get wrong? And we have consciously started moving this question to the front of our episode because that's that's really what we're about is all of the things that therapists get taught incorrectly just kind of forage for themselves in the wrong direction. 
But specifically to you, what are you finding that therapists get wrong about building their websites? Yeah, no, it's a super uh, interesting question. I think I would kind of bring up three different hurdles that therapists have to jump over in order to get or create a really great website. The first hurdle is kind of around mindset. And you see this not only with websites, but marketing in general. You see a lot of therapists that feel like, oh, marketing is slimy or or sleazy and I don't want to be like that. So I'm not going to do that. Or it could also be like a personal mindset block, like, oh my God, I'm not good enough. Um, Like imposter syndrome, you know, Mm -hmm. like I don't actually know what I'm doing. Who am I to put myself out there on a website? The second hurdle is once they kind of start getting over that kind of those mindset blocks that they have to marketing or to putting themselves out there. The next one is that they don't really know where to start. So they start going online, they listen to all the podcasts, they read all the books, (laughs) they hang out in all the Facebook groups, and it's still super confusing. That is kind of a phase where it's just like, you can get really stuck in that space of not knowing where to start. And it can take you months to get, get through that in some cases. But even when you start implementing the third hurdle that's there is you not, don't really know how to execute, right? So maybe you've gotten over those first two hurdles. You know like, oh, I'm going to you know, start an Instagram page and try to get people from Instagram to my website. And then from my website, they're going to call me on the phone and become a client. Like sounds really good in theory, but then when you start trying to implement it, it can also feel like too much. Like you might have chosen something that's not really a good fit for you. There are kind of a lot of places where therapists are making missteps or getting stuck. Hold on. So people aren't just jumping from my Instagram to my website and falling in love with me and (laughs) just coming into my practice (laughs) in that pathway. (laughs) They could be. (laughs) You say that with such confidence. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, there's like a lot of factors, I guess. With social media in particular, there are a lot of therapists that kind of, when they think of social media, they think of a kind of doing too much at once. And so what ends up happening is none of the channels are effective. And so if you were doing Instagram and you were only doing Instagram and you were doing it really well and you were doing the proper networking and outreach on that platform, then yes, maybe your, your chances are higher that people will click through and fall in love with you and call you for a session. Okay. So you just said something that I have not heard other people say, and I want to explore this. So networking on Instagram, tell me what you mean by that. Cause that sounds fascinating. And I think that we're not doing it well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest opportunities for therapists on social media in general, not just Instagram, also other platforms like LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, all of these platforms provide an opportunity for therapists to connect with potential referral sources. And a lot of them can be in their local area. If you're doing online and teletherapy, it could also just be throughout your entire state or any state that you're licensed to serve. And so that's a a ton of people that you can get into contact with and that you can build relationships with. So how do you do that? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Cause that sounds so like, I I, like, I have ideas, but like, like I'm just, yeah, we, we, we spend like 10 minutes like posting and then whatever minutes are left over, we might search a hashtag and like a couple of things, but I'm imagining that that's pretty inadequate. Yeah, it seems Mm -hmm. really inadequate right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
When you think of building relationships on social media, one kind of way to approach it might be to think of how you interact with your friends. So when you're on a platform that you connect with your friends on, what types of things are you doing? You're commenting on their posts. You're liking their posts. You're tagging them in a post of something that you are posting about. And you're saying, you know, oh my God, my friend posted this. It's so cool. Everybody check it out. These are actually the exact same things that you would do to build relationships with anyone. And these can be cold outreach. So people that you don't have contact with previously, it's totally acceptable in this, in these environments to do that. And it's, it's, it's encouraged to do that, right? It's all about connecting on these social platforms. And so if you are strategic about identifying the priority people that you would want to have relationships with and get referrals from, starting to build relationships with them through engaging in their content, sharing their content, things like that, then over time you will kind of warm them up to reaching out directly through a direct message or an email and saying, hey, you know, you are doing a nutrition podcast in our city and I think it's so cool what you're doing. I would love to talk to you because I'm an eating disorder therapist or whatever, right? Like there's a, there, there's an in if you're already starting to build that relationship with them. We have totally been networked with. I was just thinking like people have shared our stuff and then private messaged us and we've actually brought some of them on the podcast. Oh my gosh, we've been networked with. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to do the opposite now. Like Kurt, we got we to gotta work on this. <laughs> well, I think we have. And this is you know, part of where, what I'm understanding of this is that the digital world is exactly like the physical world. It's just with people you don't know yet. Everybody's just a, every stranger is just, you know, a friend you haven't met yet. (laughs) That's so sweet. (laughs) Grandma was right. (laughs) (laughs) So in addition to social, there's a lot of other ways that people can market online. And and you were saying that people will get too diffuse in their efforts and not really get anything done well. So how does someone find what's going to work for them? How does someone identify their marketing plan? Like what's going to be best for them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a really important question because I believe so strongly in having self-awareness and self-acceptance in, in building a practice. It, it comes down to two kind of things. One is to start with kind of an exploration of like, what do I like to do? Like, what do I feel is a strength of mine? How do I like to spend my time? What's my kind of way of being in the world? You know, am I more of a social person? Do I like to go to networking events? Do I like to go to parties? Or am I more of someone who likes to do research and like become like an expert in something, right? So like they're like already when you start exploring kind of who you are as a person, you should start to get some ideas of like what kinds of marketing strategies might fit you. And then it's about the next step is about actually executing on it and then using the data that you get back. So there's going to be two types of data that you get back. One is how effective is this, right? So like how many clients are coming in the door from this effort, from this campaign or the strategy that I'm putting to, that I've been implementing on for a few months. So that's one thing to measure. And then the other thing is like joy, like how much joy and alignment do I feel when I'm doing this in my in my every day or my every few days? And from measuring those two two metrics, you should be able to iterate on 
what it is that your strategy is. Thryzer is a payment platform designed for out-of-network therapy. As a therapist, you would use Thryzer to charge clients for sessions and collect your full rate upfront. From the client's perspective, Thryzer links to their health plan, so insurance claims are automatically submitted for them upon every charge. From there, Thryzer manages the claims end-to-end so that your clients don't have to worry about manually submitting super bills or getting on calls with insurance. The best part? Thryzer allows clients to only pay their co-insurance portion for sessions, while Thryzer covers the rest of your fee and waits for reimbursement on their behalf. They also offer you an instant benefits calculator for free, allowing you to provide upfront transparency to prospective clients on their out-of-network coverage. Therapists only pay a standard 3% credit card processing fee per session with no additional fees. Visit join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist to get started and use our promo code modern therapists to receive $2,500 in waived fees for your sessions. I think about those two things and Kurt is more of the researcher slash expert and I'm more of the social person. So I think we actually cover both of those things for me because I'm more interested in me. What would you recommend as far as the best marketing strategies for me, given that I'm more social? Mm, Let's see. Well, for the extroverted social therapist, like if you're talking about like building a private practice. Sure. Yeah. Let's go with that one. (laughs) So I suggest more community level marketing usually. So stuff where you are out in the community and you're face to face with people. So that can look very similar to what I was kind of explaining with building relationships online, but you would do them in real life. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's one of the first suggestions that I go with. From there, it's like a lot of it will have to be in consideration with your other skills, right? So some you know, super social and extroverted therapists also (laughs) also love like being on social media, right? And so then that's Mm -hmm. a natural fit. But some of them are like, oh, like I can't deal with that. I I need to like, you know, be face to face with people. I would rather get a cup of coffee, right? So it's like, it's an ongoing investigation, I think, and an ongoing process of discovering what it is that is a fit. And it can also change over time too. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. you might start out loving, you know, networking events and then you're just like over it after some point. Wait, wait, did you just like read my mind? Because I did tons and tons of networking mm-hmm. when I first started. And now I'm like, I'm not that I'm not that fussed about the quarantine. Like, I'll network online. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think that this speaks to to some of that self-awareness level, which, you know, this is all of, you know, millennia of philosophy being boiled down into a, a good little soundbite of, of business advice. But we're all only as self-aware as we actually can be. And while other people may have a little bit of more awareness about us, and trust me, I'm not, I'm not going into a deep philosophical discussion. There's, there's probably It sounded like it, though. Like it told it me did. Like you were going to say something to, deep and ph- philosophical. Like, what are you talking about? That's why I to <laughs> temper expectations on this. But with something like this, where it's like, okay, Katie's you know, not wanting to go out and and do all of the networking things right now. I think also comes at a certain point when you're the one on the more established side that people want to network to and get something out of your expertise. 
And it's not necessarily about the gains that you're necessarily making. And I think that this is part of what Kat was referring to earlier as far as kind of the return on the efforts that you're doing and the joy that it brings you is emphasizing the efforts and and concentrating the efforts on what does work for you. And if I'm hearing both of you correctly, this is then being able to challenge yourself to the next space where it does afford you those gains. And this might be, you know, whatever content that you're creating, whatever, you know, if it's podcast, if it's website copy. Okay, website copy is my Achilles heel. That this is, <laughs> this is one of those things where I, yes. I got to a question eventually. Truly, truly. When it comes to <laughs> sitting down to write copy, what do you suggest? Because that just seems like the most difficult thing for a lot of people. It's like, once I put this on a website, it's etched in stone about me forever. Which uh, is so not true. So not true. <laughs> just because <laughs> you don't touch your website for, for millennia doesn't mean that others do. Well, not only that, but some of the people who come to me for career advice, my students, the people in the community that are like, hey, how do I get this done? Or you know, it's, it's potentially written. How do I just put that out there? What do you suggest, Kat? Mm, Yeah, no, this is a, (laughs) this is a good question because I think that it's some, it's like a place that a lot of people find themselves in, especially because no one expects writing a website to be so hard. Like Mm -hmm. nobody expects it. Everybody underestimates the amount of time. Everybody underestimates like how much expertise goes into making writing website copy and doing it really well. And so when you go and you sit down to write it, you're like, okay, why isn't this working? Or there's like some type of a block. I think those blocks can look different for every therapist. And I really believe that the answer to overcoming that block is already something that they know. They just have to create a space or some type of a practice where it allows them to connect with what it is that's holding them back and informing them as to how to overcome it. So for me, I actually just be, like landed on a huge business discovery. And the way that I did it is, you know, I was really agonizing over making a decision. I blocked out like an entire Saturday to just sit and journal. And journaling over the course of my life has just been a really important way that I heal, a way that I process things, a way that I bring things to light. And I just was journaling for like, hours and just like wrapped up in my blanket in bed. And at the end, I was just so, I was just so much more clear and I had gotten through to more clarity and more a a decision. And so I think that what you probably wanted to hear was like some type of hack where it's like, oh yeah, you know. three steps to do exactly (laughs) what you hate doing in the easiest way possible. (laughs) Yeah, but I um, unfortunately don't at least from my experience, I don't know that it's that easy. I think that when you're really connected in yourself and you're really clear on what it is that's holding you back, that's the only opportunity we truly have to clear things out. I mean, you can force yourself to write your copy, but if you're not even aware of what the block is, it's going to be, it's hard to overcome things that you don't know. I just am I'm reveling in the fact that the marketing coach is telling the therapist that, no, there's not a hack you have to process. And the therapist is going, but I want the hack. I'm just, you know, that's just, that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> this is for the, the benefit of our listeners that, you know, I am a set it and forget it type of person that 
you know, every, you know, couple of Olympics remind me that maybe I should update my websites. (laughs) But this does go back to your point a little bit earlier that it's just kind of an extension of one aspect of everything that you do and the self-awareness of all of the other avenues that you do. And it has to gel. It has to be a part of an overall campaign, whether that's in person, whether that's online and being able to bring all of those pieces together that I'm not somebody who's traditionally relied on my website. And so part of it's because I really, really hate writing website copy, but part of it's I haven't really needed to in the past. And that doesn't mean that my way is what should work for everybody else. And I think that this is really the benefit of, for those of you who do rely on your website or know that that's going to be a key piece of your marketing campaign, that coming to grips with why it might be so difficult for you might be different than my reasons for it. The piece that I think that is really important is, I'm just picturing you, Kat, like all wrapped up and journaling and like really kind of doing a whole person, this visceral experience of how do I make my business decisions? How do I figure out who I am? And when I look at this, one of the reasons that I think it's so hard to write copy for your website is because it is so vulnerable and it is so much of you. And I I look at my consulting website and my newest websites that I've created, like the things that I've done recently, and the ones where I'm trying to market myself feel very foreign and they don't feel aligned and and I've gotten better and some of this stuff I still need to clean some of this stuff up so I'm not saying I'm perfect but when I was doing my therapist website it's just this simple little page I wrote to my client I didn't write about myself that much I wrote a little bit so they could know who I was but I just was writing to my client so it felt like I was writing a letter to my client and it felt so much easier now it's actually been more effective than my previous websites. And there's probably a lot of reasons for that. But but to me, it was something where if I could just tap into what do I want to tell my client before I've met them, that helped. But I had to get to that place that I knew who my client was and I knew who I was in that relationship. And I think that can be hard, especially for folks who haven't gotten niched down, who haven't really understood their specialty. And I think for people potentially who are more generalist, I mean, there's just a lot of places where there's going to be a different process for each person. But for me, it feels like that vulnerability and, and self-awareness are so key. But it's still a website. And so it feels weird that it's vulnerable. How do you help people get past that particular piece? Because it is, it's, it is vulnerable, but it is so public. It's not about you. <laughs> <laughs> Your exactly what I said in you. like... Too, yeah. like so concise, so beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, Kat. You got to say that again. <laughs> yeah, your website isn't about you. I think that when you remember that you're a helper and you're, you're, the whole point of your marketing is to help others, if you realize that you can just stay focused on them, I think it can alleviate a lot of that feeling of like, oh, this is about me. Oh, this is like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be hurt by, you know, or I'm going to be judged. I see a lot of that. Yeah. But, you know, again, underneath, if you are feeling emotionally dysregulated around this issue of putting yourself out there in your marketing or on your website, then that would be a cause to 
take a little bit, take a step back and do a little bit of a deeper look into what it is that's really blocking you. Because I think from my experience in my own business and from a lot of the clients that I've helped, a lot of this stuff is a lot deeper seated than just like, oh, let me do a hack. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like going back to that. But yeah, you know, so, you know, are you worried that you're not good enough? You know, are mm. you, are you holding on to a belief or like a, a traumatic experience? Maybe you were, you know, bullied in high school or like bullied as a kid a lot. Right. And so like, are you still needing to do some processing around that to free yourself up to have the marketing that you need to have to have the life that you want? Not only does Therapy Notes combine billing, scheduling, notes, secure messaging, group telehealth, and more into one streamlined platform, they're also always adding new features and forms to their library. So no matter your specialty, Therapy Notes has you covered. Learn more at therapynotes.com and use promo code MODERN for two months free. Were you trained as a therapist? Because <laughs> I'm trying to piece together a couple of things here. Like, A, why would you focus on therapist websites in the first place and then be managing therapists in the way that you have you're you're managing both of us in just this very therapeutic way that how did you end up where you are and really being able to be so good at it because i imagine that a lot of therapists have a lot more hang-ups in putting out website content than people from a lot of other professions mm -hmm. yeah no, they totally do. Well, I guess to answer your question of like how I got here, I'm a childhood sexual abuse survivor and I had a lot of help from therapists over the years. And that help both healed and transformed me and inspired me to help therapists, but it also informs like the way that I run my business, the way that I do my consultancy, the way that I run my services, because I don't, I mean, I see how valuable this approach is. And I think that it applies to business and marketing as much as it does to like personal development. I think the piece that's been, that's always struck me in, in talking with you, Kat, kind of what Kurt was saying too, is just this natural ability to see past the, the content or the details into what's really happening. And so to me, that just is such a great gift that you're giving to therapists, because I think you have the the knowledge of the marketing in the background, but you also have a real heart for therapists. So thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> when you are approaching therapist websites, the there there really is trying to get people to sell what it is to be in a relationship with them. What kinds of things do you find yourself asking therapists to help? spark that idea of copy and being able to really start to convey these ideas that you're even just doing in conversation with us. But for our listeners who are going to sit down and be like, I'm, I'm really inspired by this. I'm, I'm going to journal and dedicate this time to finding myself. What, what kind of prompts do you use to help people be able to start to put that out there to where their ideal clients are going to end up responding to them. Mm -hmm. Are you thinking more in terms of like design, like visual communication or copy, con like written con content copy? There are a few key things that I think need to be 
to come through in website copy in order to make it effective. One thing is that you really need to speak to the your client's pain points. And I see a lot of therapists kind of avoiding talking about the pain too much because they think that it's going to be like triggering or like, oh no, I don't want to like cause them to think that this is their problem, right? Or like to make it too like suggestive, like, oh, this is this is what you're struggling with, isn't it? But actually it turns out that when you really openly and thoroughly talk about somebody's pain points, what happens is they feel seen. And if it doesn't apply to them, they it, it doesn't negatively affect them in any way. They read it and they feel like, oh, okay, that's not for me. And they'll move on to the next part of your website or the next page that might have something to do with them, right? So definitely you want to go through and list out types of things that your clients are struggling with at the moment that they are searching for help. Another really important piece is to talk about the the benefits of therapy and the benefits of specifically with you, right? So every therapist has their own approach to doing therapy and their own, even like the modalities that they do. Don't necessarily go into like an educational definition of the modalities, but talk about what the benefit of using it might be, right? So for instance, EMDR, like it allows a therapist to go into really deep healing. And so what does that look like? And what is the benefit of doing that with with you specifically? And I think another part of this benefit piece is to think in terms of what makes you unique as a therapist. A lot of therapists are feel like they don't want to talk about themselves in their copy, mm-hmm. but it's so important to, to do so. But the way that you can do it that perhaps feels a little bit less like salesy, like, hey, look at me, is more about the overlap in, be- in between what it is that your incoming clients desire in a therapist and then what it is that you offer in that space. So it's like, for instance, some therapists are really, really motivating and a lot of clients are really seeking that. So how can you communicate that in your website copy? Like I'm a really motivating therapist, you know, you're going to leave our sessions, like feeling like you can take on the world, you're going to be able to manage that stress, you're going to be able to fight those, you know, bouts of depression, right? And so there's a whole way of a whole voice and a whole way of speaking that you can bring into it that makes sure that you're communicating that special way that you, that special space that you provide for people. I know that for myself, I discovered a lot of that through listening to my clients, you know, what they talked about, how I was different, especially because I did group therapy for a while. So they're like, you're different than my individual therapist in this way. And so I was able to kind of see those differences. For some therapists, I don't think they have that self-awareness. How do you help them get to the place where they can identify how they show up in the room to be able to put that into the copy? No, I actually really, really love your own process of having listened to Uh, your clients and gotten that information about yourself that way. That's actually an exercise that I do recommend for people that are, or people or small business owners or therapists that are in that space of, Mm -hmm. oh, oh, like, who am I? Like, I don't know what's so special about me. The exercise is to go, not necessarily ask clients, to go out into the world and ask your family and your friends about yourself. Like say, okay, when you, when you think of me as like a friend, And, you know, we're having a difficult conversation. Like, remember last week when, you know, you were having issues with your partner and you were calling me on the phone? Like, could you tell me about, you know, what kind of, what about me was helpful to you in that moment? What kind of uh, 
adjectives would you use to describe me in that moment? Because I know I, you know, I know I was helpful for you at that time, you know? So just like having these types of conversations with people that are really close to you can be like the first clues and you can totally start there. Like you don't need to go detective mode and like try to find ways to like, (laughs) you know, you know, like interrogate all your clients. You can just start with like, you, you already have people close to you that can give you kind of some of that feedback. And I think that's so great to think about it in relationship. Cause I know that oftentimes we're like, okay, who am I? And how, but we're so in it. We're so, we act how we act. And and I think Kurt kind of said, we're only as self-aware as we're self-aware. I think it's, it's understanding that you don't have to have the answers yourself. And it can be things where you can talk to your partner, talk to your friends and say, how would you describe me as a listener, as a problem solver, as, as someone that helps you sort things out? You know, what are the, what are the ways that you describe that? And, and so to me, knowing that I can seek that out from the people around me makes it a little bit easier because and then it also feels valid because it's not just I'm making up that I'm a motivating good listener. It's like someone else is telling me, hey, the thing that I really like is you're direct and, and practical in the way that you give feedback or whatever it is, right? So it just gives gives more credibility. We don't have to come up with it ourselves. We don't have to totally. like, put it on. <laughs> uh, and. The next step of that is convincing them to actually be honest in their feedback and then uh, yes. also <laughs> having enough self, self-awareness to be able to embrace the feedback that they give you and sure. asking on areas that you can improve on and asking on you know, really where your limitations are and being able to take that in as opposed to arguing against it. Yep. It's been so great to have you, Kat. Where can people find you? Thank you again for having me. If you would like to find out more about me and my services, the best place to go is catlove.com. And we'll include that link in our show notes. You can find that at mtsgpodcast.com. And while you're over there, you'll find all of the wonderful things that Katie and I are working on, putting on out there including the fantastic Therapy Reimagined conference. And check out the website for the most up-to-date details. And until next time, I'm Kurt Woodhelm with Katie Vernoy and Cat Love. Thank you for listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. Learn more about who we are and what we do at mtsgpodcast.com. You can also join us on Facebook and Twitter. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. Remember to check out Thryzer. They are passionate about making out-of-network therapy work for everyone. Clients save upfront on therapy while therapists earn their full rate. Get started in minutes on join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist and use the promo code modern therapists and receive $2,500 in waived fees for your sessions. Thanks so much to our partner, Therapy Notes, the highest rated practice management solution for behavioral health. Don't forget, using promo code MODERN gets you two free months.